And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there in the nation. Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I'm your host, Raider Hart, and this week we're talking Turkey Day football. That's right, we're talking Raiders going down to Big D to take on a very, very tough and explosive Cowboys team. And in this episode, the Silver and Black Hack crew, we're going to discuss ways that the Raiders offense could potentially get a spark that do not, do not include benching Derek Carr, a matchup that the Raiders D must avoid. I believe anyway, at all costs, we'll see what raspy Raider thinks about that one. And of course, guys, we're going to have scores, predictions, as well as ask raspy back again, a Thanksgiving a day, Thanksgiving day edition of that, that I, I know we're all looking forward to, but first guys, as always, you can always reach us on social media, on Twitter at silver underscore hack. You can also find us on Facebook as well. we got a couple questions today from Facebook. We're starting to get more questions from over there. So uh, keep it coming, guys. And as far as this episode, if you want to run this episode back or any previous episode that we've done, again, I, I always like to remind everybody to make sure you can find us on a lot of the major platforms, most of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, iTunes, Stitcher, so on, so forth. I think you guys get the the picture there. And make sure to take some time this Thanksgiving. Now, obviously not a lot of time. It's more about friends and family on Thanksgiving, but take five minutes out of your out of your conversation when it steers to football, when the game comes on, and let your uh, your Raider family and friends, uh, let them know that, you know, if you guys want more Raider content, if you guys want to catch up and uh, review things after the game on, uh, you know, after Turkey Day, have them like, share, and subscribe to the Raiders, the number one Raiders podcast out there right now, the Silver and Black Hat podcast. So again, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we bring Raspy Raider on now, and uh, first off, man, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and to really to everybody out there, as I said on the outset. Hey, man, likewise, brother. Same to you guys, Nation, what's up, man? Uh, happy to be back. Talking some more Raider football, man, like you said, man, we're not benching car, we already know that, so we, we gotta get something going, man, whatever it is, it's gotta start, and it's gotta start now, so... This isn't over yet, man. You know what I mean? It's like we we just got to get some things figured out. Yeah, I mean, they're not benching Carr yet. I'm still not quite ready to do that. Raspy is in, in a lot of the same camp that many of you are that ready to make that move now. I'm moving towards that, that direction. But uh, we'd rather talk about actual real-world solutions that actually could happen on well, Thanksgiving right. Day. Because you know they're not doing it. So right. uh, history is going to tell you that. I mean, I'm not stupid, obviously. And you know what? And maybe I was, a, I'm a little rash. I was, you know, I was really ticked off, ready to fire bullets. But I mean, bottom line, man, he's here. Let's, let's figure it out, <laughs> whatever that is. Well, even if that is the right move, and I'm still, again, I'm still not sure that it is, but even if it is, I don't know that a short week, you know, two or three days before your, your next game on a short week and on the road and things on Thanksgiving day is really the right time to make that kind of move anyway. Yeah. I hear you there too. But uh, raspy, you know, to, to start it off here, you know, the Raiders defense, it, it's going to be another, another test that they have to hold up to, you know, especially with, with the recent struggles of the offense, you know, the Cowboys offense, I don't think this is a surprise to any of you guys out there. Very, very explosive. I know they're coming off of a, a 
a struggle against the Kansas City Chiefs, but overall on the season, they're averaging over 29 points a game at 29.3, which is, needless to say, is, is very, very dangerous. Uh, they're fifth in passing, 284.3 yards per game. Prescott is accurate and efficient as we've come to expect of him. Third in the league right now in completion percentage at just under 70%. So that's usually, you know, we, we normally we'd start with how to defend the quarterback. The, the passing attack is still the most efficient way for teams to move the ball. And, you know, so as, as important as it is for your team to move the ball through the air, it's also very important to defend the pass as well. But Raspy, I think it may be different this week for the Raiders. I'm kind of with you, man. Like, what and, and maybe I don't know. We'll see if I'm with you, but it, the teams, man, in the last few weeks that have beat the Cowboys, it's the Broncos and the Chiefs, and both of those teams were literally with like nothing to lose, trying to knew they had to win to kind of keep things rolling and whatever they were doing. The Broncos, it was the last ditch effort to try to get above 500 at the time or whatever. But they, the difference was, is they took it to them. Man, and they were super aggressive in their defenses. And I I worry about that because that's one thing. It's weird. You know, obviously, we don't blitz. I mean, we have a good defense, but it's weird. We can, like, shut down the pass. We've done it a couple, you know, Burrow last week. It was like 150-some yards, 160 yards. Daniel Jones in another losing effort, 115 yards. I worry aggression is not going to be there. And it, I feel like it has to be because Dak said it himself, man. He's, he even said about those two games that, that these both those teams just punched us in the mouth. Well, we have a question about that later on that we'll get to in the Ask Raspy segment that deals specifically with that. But there's other ways that you can be aggressive. I, I didn't go back and look at the film. I don't know exactly what the blitz percentage was that the Chiefs well the Chiefs blitz that's that's what Spags does too you know that's yeah. that's well, sort no, of, and absolutely but they did it at a pretty heavy clip man they just took it to them and that the Broncos did it too and granted those were yeah. but this is one of those games for us man like I know we don't blitz a lot I know it's not in our repertoire it's not what Gus does he has done it and you know what the few times he's done it it has been sort of effective too so if there's any time man I mean I, I just right now I'm like man let's all the stops, man. Let's we gotta win this game. We have to win this game. You know, and I hear you about that, but I actually think it's something else that that worries me above that. I don't even know if any of that matters. If I mean, let's just get the the number one thing, the elephant in the room, and let's just deal with that first off. Can the Raiders stop Zeke yeah. Elliott? Yeah, I mean, when game. you look at this thing, I mean, you know that it's coming, guys. I mean, it. it it really – it's the only way to go because – I think it kind of matriculated off each other, though. Is that what I'm – kind of what I'm saying is those games that we lost, we held their – you know, we held their passing game to low yardage, but we were getting gashed in the run, and they just kind of milked us to death and beat the clock up. Man, that's the same, that's what exactly what New York did, and that's exactly what Cincinnati did. Mixon had, what, 130-some yards, probably his best game of the season. That's what I'm saying. So they do correlate. All right, it scares me. I'm with you. Somehow that ties in. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's kind of where my head was at, too. Well, but here's the thing. They're fifth in rushing. You know, you'd hope that we could get them on a down year because Zeke has had a, a down year or two recently, more than what he was early in his career. But, no, they're fifth in, in rushing this year, 133.8 yards per uh, per game. Seventh in yards per attempt, 4.7. But the thing is weird. When you look at the advanced metrics and you, and you dig beneath the surface a little bit, they're only 24th in rushing EPA, so they do have the yardage. They do have the yards per, per carry, but they must get those in chunks because on a play-by-play -play basis, 24th in EPA is not gashing you on a down-to-down on -down basis. And it also further correlates that when I look at their, their rush success rate, which is only 15th. So the yardage is there but the efficiency isn't necessarily there. So what does that tell me, Raspy? That tells me that the attempts are going to be there because the attempts have been there. They're going to stick with the run game. And well, I'll just ask you, can, I'll just ask you straight up. Can the Raiders stop Zeke Elliott? 
you might be able to they might be able to slow him down. I don't think you're gonna stop him because we haven't really stopped the run on any particular guy. But you gotta think about Pollard too, man. They got a hell of a one-two punch. He is speedy. He's real shifty too, man. And they'll hit you with him out of nowhere. You know, you're used to Zeke kind of using his vision to kind of find his spots. Next thing you know, it's like Pollard shot out of a cannon. You know what I mean? So it does scare me. That's the one thing that does scare me for sure. And I don't know if we can. And But that's part of straight up taking it to him, man. I mean, I can't say that enough. Like, we have to play a physical game and, and try to win, you know, every single down. If but can you, you do it? Can you game plan physicality though? Isn't it kind of one of those things where either you're a physical ball club or you're not? Well, I don't think that because I think we are. I'm not saying we're soft by any means, but I, there's there's certain things you can do to kind of acclimate to that man. Move some things around. Try some, you know, try a couple different things, man. Like I said, just maybe some some stunts, some switches there. Maybe blitz here and there. Do do some things to mix up and not become vanilla, man. Because although it's Good at times, if you can't stop the run, it doesn't matter, man. Because if you stop, you know, you hold them to 160 yards passing, but they rush for 200 yards, you know, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, and I'm not sure the likelihood of holding Dak Prescott to 160 yards passing, I'm not sure what the likelihood of that is either. I, I know that we've done a good job that with that this year, especially yeah. in recent weeks. You know Jones, <laughs> well, but I think I think Prescott's closer to the Mahomes end of the spectrum. I agree. And and the, and the thing is too, if we're going to play the same style of defense and give up the flats, Dak Prescott with his efficiency, you know, I just said it at the at the outset there, sixty nine percent, you know, third in the league. This guy will take the easy completions and he'll he'll well, take them all day, and, and, and just running, like Mahomes did. We've got two running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that could be dangerous as hell. Uh, like I said, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna trust that Gus has some, uh, you know, has a plan. But I just, I would like to see. Just like I said, I'm not asking for a lot, man. Just maybe a handful of blitzes here and there, man. Try to time them well with the right people. Maybe mix it up on the D line a little bit, just as far as your. Uh, stunts and pressures and placement of certain people, you know, I mean, I don't want to sit here and harp on that because they've been, like we said last week, doing, doing a hell of a job trying to keep us in games, but I would love to see our defense just go shut them out. I mean, Kansas city shut them down at nine points, man. I just don't know. I just don't I'm not know. Saying you know what? We can. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's Denver held them to what three or six. So if, what I would do is just a copycat yeah. league, man. <laughs> I would seriously, and I hope they are. I'm sure they are. Let's see if they adapt to it at all. But whatever the hell Denver and Kansas City did, it's just like against us for any other defense, man. Do what stops us, and you'll probably beat us. So, man, run that copycat back and do some of the things that Kansas City and Denver did. I just worry when Bradley when Bradley starts breaking away from what he does. And I get it, but it just you know, seems like I, any Jonathan other a guy can do it against us. So why not? And at this point, that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know, I'm. I want I want some results. So whatever you guys got to do, because I don't change their scheme that much. They may have just blitzed more than they normally do, but they already blitz, play two deep safeties, and play a lot of man underneath. They do a lot of that anyway. No, it just worries me. When... I get it. I get it. But there's just got to be some adjustments, man. I you got to stay with what you're doing. We talked about us being like the one of the only single high defenses, and, and because but we got Larry out there, he's running it really, really well. So, yeah. So you just like I said, man, you just got to tighten up that run. However that, however that happens, something's got to well, got to give a little bit. Well, then that really does kind of mean that we'd need to stay in single high because you get that eighth guy in the box that way. I don't know how we're going to stop Zeke. If we can't stop teams when we're playing single high and we have eight guys in the box, it's going to be even more tough, you know, tougher if we if we take Abram out. And I'm not sure that Abram really gives us – this is a, a really a, a, a knock against Abram more than anything. I don't know that he gives us any advantage when, when, we, when we put him in coverage anyway. I, I just – 
we've seen, I mean, if he's going to get mossed by backup running backs, if we, you know, we've been so hard on that, but it's just such a thing where a first round safety in 2021, 2022 just can't be that devoid of ball skills. You know what I mean? So, right. Well, and and on top of that, in the run game, he's not making an impact either with eight in the box. So he's not like that hammer coming down. Like we expected him to be, I think maybe take a shot at, you know, divine Diablo out there, making a play. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I'm with you. There's just something's got to give somewhere, man. And he's, you know, he's one of the bleeding ulcers on defense. The, and there's very few. That's why I guess. They're glaring. I need, I need to be a little more harsh about what I'm saying. Trying different things. Maybe try a couple of different players. I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it stands even more when you only have one or two, you know, Missing oh, links yeah. there, yeah. Because that—that's why you know, the whole saying that you're only as good as your, you know, your missing link or whatever, or oh, you're only yeah. strong as your weakest link. Yep. That—that's—that's that's exactly what that means. And you know, another area that talk about where something you, you just said that something has to give. You want to know another place that I'm looking at where something's going to have to give? What you got? So CD Lamb looks like he's on track to play now. There was some question about that. Yeah. After Sunday, he got banged up. It, it looks like he's on, on pace to play, so we have to assume that he's going to play, right? Okay. They can't have C.D. Lamb being matched up in the slot against Denzel Perryman. As they, that's something that Moore likes to do anyway against every – if you watch Dallas play, they like to move C.D. Lamb to the inside a lot to get – for matchup reasons – I don't see any way in the world that Moore has been looking at Raider film and seeing what other teams have done to have success against Perryman. And he, he has to be, he has to be absolutely salivating. Forget Thanksgiving uh, dinner. He's got to be actually absolutely salivating at the, the, the matchup potential. If Bradley doesn't have a, some sort of a wrinkle to offset that. Right. Well, and man, weren't we doing that a little bit with Levitt and, Early, it seemed like early. It kinda, yeah. So go back to it, man. At least you know Dallin Levitt, and that's pretty sad. I'm not even bagging on Mr. Levitt. I'm just saying, man. Like, how do we see this? But they haven't tried it again, and then, then they did it in the first. I think it was after the first week we got we got butchered, you know, and even the second week a little bit, but started to kind of try to make some changes there, and. From what I see, Levitt's healthy again. Why not bring him in to help with some of that? Because, like you said, man, that they will devour us underneath, dude, if Perryman's got to try to cover Lamb. And that's not even fair. I mean, I wouldn't expect Perryman. I mean, even the best cover tight end in the game is going to struggle or cover linebacker in the game is going to struggle with that. So, Yeah, it's it's a real issue. It's uh, <laughs> oh, that's there's just no – there's just no way that he can line up and run it those the same way that we've been running it all year. Is there? I mean, that that's got to be one of the biggest mismatches potentially of the season for this Raiders defense. Lamb will make plays, and there's no way. I mean, he's tough for certain corners to to match up with and to to keep uh, you know to keep him off the board, so to speak. Perriman, I mean, they have to do something there. I'm not sure. I saw KJ Wright out there a time or two. I don't know if that's going to fix it either, man. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know either. It better than Perriman, though. Yeah, and I mean, believe me, another a guy that I think could maybe have the most impact is uh Mr. Morrow and he's still you know, he's not he's not in there, but yeah, we don't have any linebackers and and there's not many teams that are going to have linebackers that can cover him. So yes, that has to be addressed or it could be a real real long day. It's also going to be a real real long Thanksgiving afternoon if the Raiders early down pressure rate doesn't continue. Now they did make it, they made a huge impact against Joe Burrow after what's let's just be real Raider nation was something of an off week the the week before against Mahomes, where we really, really could have used it. They did bounce back and had a dominant to, you know, at worst borderline dominant performance by Ngakwe and Crosby pressuring Burrow forced and it was effective pressures when I look at this situation here, don't they have? Doesn't this have to be the performance of the year from our bookends in terms of not just pressures, but again, effective pressures and sacks? They've got to get Dak Prescott off his spot. They've got to get him on the ground more than I'd say more than twice. They got Burrow down three times. I'd say that that's probably a, the minimum 
that's going to work right. this week. And they have to, the, when they aren't able to get him off, uh, you know, on the ground, the pressures that they, that they have on those particular reps have to be what Raspy Raider and I like to now call effective pressures, right? Couldn't agree more, man. And Tyron Smith is back in the lineup, man. That that is a you know if you're elite that, though, right? That is a what's that? If you're elite though, right? They've, they've well, we've, yeah. I mean, and that's a mountain of a man. But I'm telling you, he's been out, so it's like this is huge. Like you said, they have to have that, and they did have three sacks. Should have been four if Jefferson could right. line up. If Jefferson could line up in the right spot and not be mm-hmm. head over the football. But uh, I'm not going to get into that, but, but yeah, um, that it's gotta be exactly. It's gotta be early too. It's something we, man, we need to turn the ball over, man. I want to see us turn the ball over and actually score off one. Have we scored off any defensive turn? I mean, like any points on the defense this year? We have well, Hayward, Hayward had that safety, but man, did you see that? Ru- the, the replay of, speaking of Levitt's run, you know, speaking of Levitt, when he was running back that that uh, that fumble against the Bengals, and all he had to do was run to the outside. It was when Ngakwe stripped him. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, all he had to do is run and is keep going outside. Hayward and and two or three other Raiders were there was no there was no Bengals in in the way at all. It was nothing but three Raiders led by Casey Hayward leading the way and nobody. And he cuts inside where all the bangles were. And you should see Casey Hayward was like, like, what are you doing? You, like you could see him reacting on the play. Like, what, what, what? what? He was probably pissed, dude. <laughs> and we needed those points. We can't score yeah. with the offense right now. That's not a gimme with the offense That's right now. That goes back to my point, man. Like, Again, I'm not going to harp on the D, but I would love to see the defense. It's like, obviously, the the offense ain't doing it right now. So you got to go take one. Can you go take one? Can you go into Dallas? Man, Dallas has been known to have these late season collapses too. So are we going to be the punchline or are they? Let's go, man. Whatever it takes, figure it out, man. And if something isn't working, then be willing to adjust on the fly and figure it the hell out. I am tired of watching the same stuff over and over and over throughout the game. Here comes halftime, no adjustments to any of it. And it just continues. It's one thing if you adjust and you get beat, you know, like you tried something, oh, at least they were trying. Well, come out and do the same exact stuff and get beat down again. I'm like, well, what the hell was halftime for? Do you guys just go get your slice of orange and come back? Like, what the hell is a halftime for? It's to figure out and to regroup and to get going again and try to win the second half of the game. Well, just, I mean, that's... And that comes down to coaching, man. That's on the coaches. It's like, what are we doing, man? Figure right. it out. So, whatever it takes, figure it out. Don't be so stuck in the concrete on exactly what this is what we do so we're not going to change anything it's like well come on man let's make some adjustments here when you said you weren't going to harp on the the penalties on the defense i think that's worth mentioning just briefly i don't want to spend a lot of time on this can't have those this week you can't no every time that we get a stop on defense a third down stop which is also a problem because the, the Raiders third down conversion percentage on defense, third downs allowed conversions allowed hasn't been great through the, the last month or so. And a lot of it is because sometimes when we're getting stops, we're having these really stupid penalties. That's, that's allowing this thing to go on. Can't have any of that this week, any stop you get against Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, CD lamb and all the rest of them. I mean, it's it's like it's worth it's worth its weight in gold, and it and it sounds like Raspy. What you're really asking of this Raiders defense is that you think it's time for a signature performance. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, I think that they they've given up. You know, they put forth some damn good performances, man. But like to erase a team, I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? Especially a team with the firepower, you know, it's one thing yeah, to do that. It's one thing yeah, to erase some, yeah, no-name losers. Daniel Jones. I mean? Yeah, I, I, mm. I'm totally with that. I mean, look, I mean, look what, dude, Denver did it, and we whooped Denver's ass. 
So I get it that it's hard to compare, you know, um, but still, this is a game of sheer will and determination, man. Go out there and be better than them and just beat the hell out of them. Well, it's it's time. It's time. The defense, we agree, is going to have to step up and have, if not the best game of the season, you know, it's got to be – actually, no, it's got to be the best game of the season. I don't even know. Where, it's It's got to be the best game of the season to stave off, you know, another late season collapse. And the offense, Raspy, is going to have to do something to try to hold their weight. I mean, it's, it's – well, that's the thing, thing, man. We may not have the best game of our season defensively, but if that's a that's a difference, offense. If you can score some damn points, man, maybe we won't have to. But that's my that's my faith in the offense right now because what have they given us? Well, I get that, but the thing about it is, is that they have to. Well, you're talking about they have to do something different potentially on defense. Well, I think offense is really where most of the adjustments have got to be most of the experimentation has got to be taking oh, place right now because it's flat out not working. You know, the Raiders have to be more creative on offense. I think that that's a great place to start. Uh, you know, one thing that really stood out to me, Josh Dubow posted this. I don't know when I think it was yesterday, but it really stood out, stood out to me big time under Gruden. As much as I criticize Gruden and his play calling and tendencies at times over the last few years, you guys know this. Under Gruden this season, we were ranked seventh in using pre-snap motion. And that's something 61% of the time that we did that. So a little bit of extra something to get a read on the defense, a little bit of something to get some confusion, maybe mix up some defensive assignments. Always, you know, only usually only good things happen when you do that. Well, since Gruden's been gone, not nearly as creative under Greg Olson. We've dropped down to 24th in pre-snap motion since then down to 43 or 40, 41 actually percent, just under 42%. They need to do something there to, to give de- defenses. Are, it's just too easy for them to get a read on what we're doing. And they're playing downhill against us right now. We're not doing anything to, to mess up their keys, to get them second guessing. They're doing all the dictating the defenses are against the Raiders right now. Man, I could not agree with you more. I didn't know we were jumping to offense that quick, but I'm ready. And you did. I'm going to read you a note right now. And I've been just sitting here talking with you. I wrote this five, six hours ago. One of my notes was, can we at least attempt to show some creativity on offense? Yeah. And, you know, so you didn't talk here, about this. I mean, it's and, – and you talk about the motions, and I couldn't agree more. And that's not even where my head was at. I was just – Maybe just running, you know, some, like I said, some, you know, some speed options, some end rounds. Maybe, man, I don't care. Throw a flea flicker in there. Do something. We have nothing to lose at this point. When, it, you know, when an offense is struggling like this, man, and you're struggling to score points, sometimes just trying to take the lid off of certain things, man, and do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do could just break you free and give you an opportunity to make some plays, man. I don't know. It's like, Show me something, man. I throw Marcus Mariota in there, man, and let him throw a pass to Derek Carr for all I care. I don't just do something. Go out here with this vanilla approach, man, and expect to try to do anything different than what you've done in the last few weeks. You're crazy. Well, yeah, and it's time for I think it's time for something we've talked about too. It's time for the it's time for the Raiders to use two tight end sets. Two tight ends. I was gonna say that too. I'm thinking about the same thing, dude. Like there's so uh, many different things that we can do to try to mix things up. And I just hate the fact that it just seems like it's not even an option. And now they're not even moving guys around. Well, they're not. And then when you look at this the two tight end set situation, why not, guys? Why not at this point? Carr in the last start against the Bengals, he only targeted the wide receivers on 22% of the time anyway. We could argue right now since the the, the, the very tragic situation happened with you-know-who and he's no longer here anymore, there's a really a case to be made that the Raiders receiving core with Zay Jones and Brian Edwards, especially on the outside, maybe one of the weakest position groups on the team right now where the tight end group with this untapped potential with uh, Foster Moreau sitting his butt on the on the sideline far too often than he should be. And I don't think it's not lost on me that when we had a spark last week, 
it was the deep ball to, to the tight ends. It was two strikes back to back 30 yards plus to Darren Waller. And then it was the big strike over the top to Foster Moreau for the touch, the lone touchdown that we scored in that game. It, it's, it's the, the wide, the outside wide receivers just aren't getting it done right now. Raspy, what do they have to lose by minimizing the weakest position group on offense right now? Potentially. Zero the season. I mean, you're going to lose the season. So if you want to have any chance to still try to scratch and claw your way to a berth, man, and to be relevant in any way, shape, or form, you've got to do something. And and I love the two tight ends. We've been screaming it all year. Even when we were playing well, we were screaming it. I don't understand, dude. I truly feel I'm not just some, you know, Dumb Raider fan, Moreau and Waller can do damage together. I've made the comparisons before to other guys, man. We they are that good, and I feel like they are can make a defense so vulnerable. And then maybe some of these discrepancies that you see on the edges might be wiped away a little bit because guys are so focused on what you're doing up the seams, you know, interior wise. Maybe you can get some more separation, man. Maybe these guys can have a little more of a chance to get open and make something happen. But if they're not respecting where you're trying to go with your biggest weapon you have on the offense, which is Darren Waller, and then you have another huge weapon in Moreau who's just, like you said, sitting on the damn pine way more than he should. I mean, what are we talking about, man? I'd rather line him up outside <laughs> than what we're getting from Zay Jones. I'm sorry, but... I'm serious. Uh, at least he can go up and manhandle somebody. Yeah, it's just not working on the outside right now. I, I agree. And the thing about the two tight end adjustment, number one, it's a wrinkle that I don't think the Cowboys would be expecting. It may take them a couple quarters to adjust to that. They may not have an answer for that within four quarters. It's that big of an adjustment, and it could be a potential strength for the Raiders. The other thing is, Raspy and Nation, Something that the Raiders are seeing a lot on offense that people aren't talking about that I haven't even been talking about, to be quite honest about it. We're seeing a lot of two deep safety looks, and that's given the Raiders offense, their passing game, especially a lot of problems. Well, the last couple of weeks, the, the Chiefs and, and the, the Bengals have even started using they've, – they've just went full on to commit to the college defensive concepts to take away the Raiders' deep passing attack. They said, we don't even care if you have Deshaun Jackson. You got – three deep safeties at times they're using a lot of the the um what the 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 iowa state um or the the uh yeah the iowa state cyclones what they do and what other teams do too wisconsin some other teams do that so they're just so committed to taking away the deep ball the two tight end set could also enable us to finally run teams out of the those two and three deep safety looks raspy because both of these tight ends can block too, and that's usually not something you have. You usually have a pass-catching tight end and a blocking tight end. We have both and both. They can both do both of them well. I don't – dude, if, if a team – and that's another thing too, man. That, that goes back to Carr a little bit. I can't help it, man. Teams are running three safeties out there and giving you – trying to shut it down that bad, and you cannot pick them apart underneath, and nobody sees that. Maybe it's coaching, but at some point, Carr, you're the one snapping the ball. You have to adjust to that, dude, and start just bleeding them out from underneath. You know what I mean? Well, okay, so they took the deep ball away, dude. So you're just going to crawl into a shell? Well, this is what the – on your ass? I don't get it, man. This is what the Bucks did to the to – the to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl too and it and it worked against them and 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 we all know that Mahomes is far beyond what Derek Carr is even I could admit that you know smash him you talked about d- dictating that's not just on defense man let's run him out of this too if the if the Raiders can't run it with a two tight end set when they're looking at two and three safeties at times and usually it's a it's a pretty steady diet of two deep safeties then it's at the, at the, at that point then I think all hope is lost Raspy if we can't run him out of that it, and it just seems like such a sensible, smart adjustment to make. Nothing else is working right now. So if they try to just run it back, what we've done, this is going to be an embarrassing, sickening Thanksgiving afternoon and evening for Raider Nation. I guarantee it, man. And I have that's another one of my notes, too, is that we have to try to establish the run early. That Dude, the Chiefs did it. Denver did it. They just took it to them, man. And if it doesn't work, then – you know what? 
it's going to be a rough day, like you said. And if not, and it's not working, then you know what? You got to start throwing the ball. But at least, man, try to establish this early. And if you do get it established, don't unplug. Just keep pounding the rock, man. That's the one way to do this, man. I don't know. I don't really think there's another way with the way our offense is playing right now. If we don't get the run game going a little bit, and I mean, like, really get it going. When I say a little bit, I mean, like, a lot. I feel like the rest of the year is going to be a rough go at it because we just cannot seem to adjust with what these defenses are doing on the fly to us week after week. Just like you, like I said, it's a copycat league, man. And until you can beat what the previous two teams have done to you, teams are going to continue to do it. So don't be surprised if you see a lot of similar looks, man. And if you do, then you know what? That's why you get paid the bid bucks, man, to adjust and figure it out. Start trying to beat him another way. Like you said, do whatever we're doing right now is not working. So if you try to run back what we've done the last couple few weeks, man, well, like you said, you might as well turn the game off, you know, come into the first quarter. You know, you know, as hard as I enjoy some turkey and some family. You know, as hard as I've been on Gruden, and I think it was just most of the time, we're really starting to see that the difference between Gruden's offensive mind and Brad and uh, not Bradley's, but uh, um, Greg Olson. Oh, sorry. Greg Olson's offensive mind, because right now, you know, we got the, the first two weeks after Gruden left, we had the such an explosive, efficient attack both weeks. Well, that's that, that's that window, that bump that you get when you get a new play caller in there and teams don't have film teams don't have, intel on what the new play call or what the new strategies and stuff are going to be the new play calls the new tendencies are going to be usually that 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 usually lasts about four weeks that lasted exactly two games for for us and that's gone another thing that 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 were you going to say something about that one well tragedy struck two weeks later too so that that definitely didn't help no it didn't it didn't help it didn't help. And we have just shown that, like, as a team, man, we just haven't been able to come back together. You know what I mean? And I'm, like, locking the hands up here to come back together and to figure it out. And it feels like we're just on some path to nowhere right now. And I, at some point it has to stop, right? Or, like I said, the wheels just fall off completely. They do. That that speaks to maybe a lack of leadership in the locker room. And yeah. uh, we don't know that we're not in there, but it certainly it certainly puts off that sort of feel, that sort of vibe. You know, and going back to Greg Olson, this is one reason why I kind of wish that they would have turned the offense over to, to a guy I'm higher on than I think a lot of other people are. But um, Morton, I, I just wish that they would have gone to, to John Morton and and turned over the the play calling to him and because I think he's the guy right now with Gruden gone Gruden that's why Gruden hired him because he's the guy that had a lot of the the next generation passing concepts the spread the air raid concepts and then he also studied under Sean Payton for those years as his wide receiver coach I think he probably would have a little bit more and you and we know that the Saints were big on pre snap motion so I think at the very least that the motion wouldn't have dropped off as much as we've seen under under Greg Olson. But another thing that they can do, if they really rasp me, if they just are dead set on not having the two tight end attack be featured in this game, it won't make sense to me. It doesn't sound like it would make much more sense to you, but uh, that wouldn't be the first time the Raiders have done something that didn't make sense to us. But if they're dead set on not going that way, I don't know, we've talked about this before, isn't the only real adjustment that they can make that could have any impact in terms of the passing game be finally moving Edwards to the slot where if you look at the film, the guy cannot get off of press coverage on the outside right now. The, the secret is out. Teams know it. The Bengals play a lot of press. Anyway, he, we talked about it. He didn't get a target in the game against the Bengals. That's not going to cut it against the Cowboys. So move him on the inside where maybe his – a. It's harder to, to you, you don't do as much press out of the slot for various reasons. And B, maybe his size could be, maybe they could CD Lamb then right back and maybe some size and athleticism and jump ball matchup. Uh, we, we, could, we could create some problems for them in that way. I like it. No, I, I like it, man. I mean, you said the success hasn't been there on the outside. That's for sure. It's been 
a huge, huge problem. So, and you know what? Another thing I want to see too is I want to see Deshaun out there like all the time. Yeah. It's time. I mean, man, this guy doesn't have a lot of time left in the NFL. Let's face it, man. And he's still got wheels. And we are like hanging on by a thread at this point, man. So there's no reason for him to not be out there all the time. And I'm sorry that, you know, Zay Jones, whatever, but who do we even have behind these guys at this point? A bunch of practice squad cats that we just brought in, essentially, man, you know? It's just bad, man. It's just so bad. That's why the OBJ thing, like, we, we should have done that, too. I'm sorry. We should have. I would have been able to at least live with it. If OBJ came in and didn't do anything, I could at least see the, the, the thought process. Yeah, absolutely. Trusting, trusting your playoff run to Zay Jones and Brian Edwards on the outside. is, And then and then you bring this guy in, in Deshaun Jackson. You said that Deshaun doesn't have a lot of time left in his career. Raiders don't got a lot of time left in the season either. If this offense stalls out and we lose again, it's at pretty much on life support already at that point. Yeah. It's really on life support now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're 500, man. So right. you take every chance to put your most dynamic players in there. And I'm sorry, man, just line up Zay Jones and Deshaun Jackson, line up their stat sheet, bro. And let's, I get it. Deshaun has a lot more time, but line up this equivalent years let's get serious, man. Come on. What are we even well, talking why'd they about? Why'd bring him in if, they're, if it's not time now? Why'd they bring uh, him yeah. in? Why'd they sign him? Yeah, you got to work him in, dude? Like he's some some undrafted free agent? Like what are we doing? I, I don't get it either. Blows my mind, man. So the time is now. <laughs> if you want to try to salvage the season, dude, you have to win this game. If we go five and six, I'm sorry, man. It's over. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but if, if we do not find a way to win this game, we fall to five and six, and we still have a lot of really good teams to play. We were talking about it the other day, dude, and we didn't even mention the Browns, which I know the Browns aren't great, but the way we're playing, can we beat the Browns right now? I don't think so. The Browns beat the brakes off of Cincinnati the week before we played them. So come on, man. Colts, Browns, Chargers, Chiefs. It doesn't get easier, man. Washington. Washington, they're coming on, and all there. of a sudden, their defense is playing just outside of their minds right now. And Probably this, a cold-weather game. Yeah, and this Heineke kid is actually showing that he can go win some games. He beat Tom Brady, and then he followed it up and went and beat Cam Newton. So that's what I'm saying, man. And we've obviously showed – there's no gimmies, man. We lost to Daniel Jones. We lost to a rookie, Justin Fields. You know, we lost to Joe Burrow on a day where he didn't even play that well. So, And we haven't cracked 20 points in, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Not that's, a lot to really look forward to, man. So you have to get this figured out, man. This is one of those games where it could catapult you. You go beat Dallas in Dallas on Thanksgiving, which we hardly ever play, which they play every year, and it's like they own that. Go take that from them and go eat a turkey leg and get a victory. That might be able to get you some momentum rolling in the right direction. But I, Carr's got to make that happen, dude. I feel like our defense will show up and will give us a chance because they've done it damn near every week aside from one. So let's go. I have a little bit of – I'm a little worried about the defense. I just have a feeling that they've been on the field so long the last month or so. If it happens again, how long can they really hold up? It's really the yeah. offense. If, if the offense can't get anything going again and we're looking at three, six, seven points in the first half on you know on the road in Big D with, with Jerry and all of his boys up in the press box, it could be a long day. You know, I mean, I get the Cowboys get, get crazy out there. Well, you said – Demarcus, huh? Lord, Demarcus Lawrence won't be trying to rip Carr's head off, so that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, but um, Micah Parsons is tearing the league up anyway. So he is. There's no doubt. They could, they could match him up on our on our. You I don't know, know. Parker. I don't know if Gregory's in or not. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't see on that. I knew that they were both out last week, but I don't know. Randy Gregory's another guy, man. It's crazy. Randy Gregory is kind of a conundrum, man. That guy, he had so much talent coming out of Nebraska, but he had so much baggage, and it looks like he's 
he plays well enough. He kind of reminds me of Alden Smith, but he's still in the game. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. This guy just—he has so much talent. He can't get out of his own way sometimes. You said earlier that uh, did you have something else that you want that that you circled as far as the Raiders' defense? No, I think I kind of touched on everything there, man. Um, yeah, I think I got everything there. I just. Yeah, I think I think we're wrapped up. I don't think I have anything else there that I need to get into that I already that I haven't already. So we got to take it to them, man. Like you said, it's got to be one of those games. Yeah, they've got to they've got to play with urgency, but they also have to play smart, and they also have to play with strategy. Those are three things that have been in short supply in recent weeks. If we could if we could score points on the defense, I feel like if we could score any points on the defense, we win this game. Well, it it does raise history says that that significantly raises your win probability if when you score points on that side of the ball. You have time for a couple questions before we drop our score and uh, and and get you and and everybody out there out of here for Thanksgiving. No, I got to bail. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do this. Well, it's ask, <laughs> it's ask rate of heart this week, guys. We'll, to, we'll no, call it out know, on the fly. <laughs> yeah, you'd get some good ones there too. There's no doubt. But no, I'm here, man. Let's get into it, brother. Let's do it real quick. It's uh one of our. I say it every week that we do it. It's one of our favorite segments of the week, guys. We had some great questions. Kind of had to keep it simple this week because we're kind of all under a time crunch. I know a lot of you guys are traveling out there. Don't want to record too long and and uh course we have things going on for the holidays as well but we're going to start off with an old friend uh joe nicholson an old friend of mine from back in the day actually hit us up on facebook gi joe out there representing and he has a really smart question raspy that i felt like i couldn't pass on it wasn't just because it's an old friend this is just a great question and gi joe wants to know guys you're worried about losing gus bradley at the end of the year and i think for good reason so should the Raiders target an under-the-radar offensive mind slash strategist like a QB coach or some passing game coordinator that nobody's talking about to give us more leverage to possibly have the, the, the situation to keep Gus Bradley? I hadn't thought of that, Joe. That's that's a pretty good question. Let's see what Raspy thinks. Yeah, that's a damn good question. The only thing I guess I worry about there is I worry about our GM – making any damn decisions right now does he know that guy because he talking to enough people that know that guy i don't know man that's a hell of a risk too but i like it because i that's we've talked about it too we don't we didn't think that that could probably happen because usually you know you bring a guy in you're paying him a lot of money he's got you know he's met guys through his coaching career he wants to give opportunities to so he kind of starts a new regime I like that question, man. I don't know. I guess what scares me is who the hell is going to make that call? Because I don't think Mark's invested enough in in that side of it. And Mr. Mayock said that Basashi was, you know, he would back him on a head coaching candidacy. And I haven't seen anything from him in three weeks, nor have I heard much that made me very inspired either, which after the first two weeks, I was so inspired. How can you go from – you know, the just completely inspiring a whole franchise to the last three weeks haven't really said anything that's even moved somebody. So I like the question. I don't know. I mean, if there's a guy out there, there's a little diamond in the rough somebody knows about, man, then I'm with it because I'd be willing to give it a shot. Hey, what we got going on right now ain't working out. So we got to figure something out. And I, the thought of losing Bradley scares me to death. So I'd be willing to try it. But I think, I think, I think they, I agree. I love the question too, uh, Joe. And I think that they, that they, that has to be on the table here because to take a step back on defense is as risky as anything that they may do or not do in switching a quarterback. And I think a lot of us are assuming that, if things keep going the way that they look like they may go, if they don't turn this thing around, like on Thanksgiving going forward, like Raspy said, I think the, the odds of Mayock keeping his role 
are diminishing and, and who does Mark, you know, I don't know about Marcel Reese. I've heard his name. I, I just don't know what his experience is. You know, I, who knows? And, and, and he's right. You know, Mayock was on record saying that he thought Basashi was going to be a diamond in the rough, but I do think that Mike Mayock has the connections though, to, to know about, to, to interview and, and uncover those types of guys. I do think yeah, that I can agree with, I can agree with you. That's why I was kind of like, well, maybe, you know, Maybe he knows somebody that knows that guy, you know. But, Joe, you're right. The odds of the Raiders go out and hire Kellen Moore and telling him who his defensive coordinator is going to be, he's going to have three or four other options that are going to say, you hire your entire staff if you want. So I do right. see what you're saying there. That That's a great hearing from you, G.I. Joe. Uh, keep listening to the show. And, um, man, keep firing off questions like that. You'll be a regular contributor to Ask Raspy. So heck of a job there, man. Hell yeah. Sarah Trilby, also from Facebook. I don't recall ever getting a question from her. This kind of goes off of something. I think Raspy already answered his part of this already, but we'll go ahead and run it anyway because we pulled the question for the show. She just wants to know again. We'll, we'll discuss it again here briefly. Should the Raiders blitz more versus Dallas and catch him off guard? Yeah. I think you've already answered it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. There's got to be some changes. It's if this game isn't seriously taken to them in Dallas, then we're going to leave Dallas with our tail tucked between our legs. So, Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and disagree, Sarah. I'm going to disagree with Raspy for, for uh, one of the rare times. I just don't know that that's what we do, and I just worry about – now, blitzing a little bit more than what we've done, sure – but if we're going to come in with a blitz-heavy game plan and, and get away from the, the single deep stuff. I don't think that's what she's saying either because that's not what I'm saying by any means. I, and I said it earlier. I just think so there's times, man, where there's situational, you know, situations that come up, man, where sending a guy when they just are not expecting it can be catastrophic. And we've had some blitzes that have kind of gotten there or at least been effective. So – I, I think that's where Sarah's at. Cause I mean, I don't, I know she's not trying to bail from our game plan either. You know what I mean? I just think there's just some times, man, when you get eight in the box, like you said, because of what we run, use one of those guys to maybe send some pressure. Abram's not helping you in coverage. Maybe sending him in there to get after the quarterback might be a good idea. I don't know. That's where I think he's coming from, but I get what you're saying though, too. Cause I don't want to bail. Yeah. Just we've, had success, you know, success limiting the big play and, and doing everything else. With the way that we've done it, we've kind of been an outlier in the league. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how we're the basically the one of the most unique defenses in the league because we're, you know, still running cover one, cover three so often and hardly anybody else is. But you know what? Sometimes going against the grain works when you, everybody else is playing the same kind of defense and then you get somebody that throws you a curveball, it can be different. But yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Gus Bradley breaks his tendencies and blitzes a little bit more this week or not. Lastly, we go back to Twitter. We're at my team makes me drink. Love the handle. Wants to know, you guys are always talking about the fact that the Raiders don't ever dictate. I agree. What are some things that we could do to start dictating? Well, this team makes me drink too. <laughs> Sometimes to the point of excess. No, I'm just kidding. But serious. Um, I, I think we spoke about it earlier too, man. Run the ball. Try to start off running the ball, man. But do it. Don't sit here and think you're going to run off tackle and just pound it halfback dive style all day long, man. But can we get a little creative? You know, maybe stretch the ball out a little bit, maybe even hitting some short, you know, passes to kind of help extend that running game as well. Um, I, I get it. A lot of it's what the defense gives you, but I'm tired of just taking what the defense gives us is not working. So we have to try to take it to them. So I think that's, you know, one of the ways we can dictate, man. And Again, with defense, just that prowess to try to turn the ball over, man, and to apply pressure. And I think that starts with Max and Jan up front. Um, 
along with just maybe some movement, man. Just like trying to mix it up a little bit. I'm not trying to sway too far from what we do, but a couple little adjustments, little glitches in the matrix might help a little bit. So, but I think the run game is, would be huge in dictating how this thing goes. I think the two tight end adjustment would be a great way to dictate. My team makes me drink. And I think another one that we haven't really discussed this week, and I've said this before with Derek Carr, being a Derek Carr guy, I don't know why he's had so many different coaches, coordinators, play callers. We've talked about it over the eight years. And not a one, not a one of them has committed to doing any sort of up-tempo, no-huddle. He loves the no huddle. You're so right. He loves the no huddle. He said it from the day one he came out that he loves the no huddle. The closest guy that did it was uh, Musgrave. He was the only guy that really let him do some up-tempo, and that was 2016, the best year he ever had. Well, the most as far as winning, for sure. And Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not – his stats – I'm sorry. The stats have already said don't impress me, man. Anybody can throw for 4,000 yards and 70%. Not anybody, but most guys. I'm just – you know, and I'm just – yeah, 20 touchdowns. I'm just saying, like, his most effective year as far as winning football games, being that guy that I felt like was dictating. Just like, you know, just like my team makes me drink is asking, so – I like that. I like that heart. I really, really like that. We have not talked about that. You know, and Musgrave came from the Chip Kelly. He was Chip Kelly's quarterback coach in the NFL. And, and, you know, 2015, we also, the first half of that season, we probably dictated more that year than I've ever seen us dictate under Carr in the the eight years. That first half of 2015, a lot of that was that Chip Kelly pressure that we put on on teams and we still didn't even commit to it as much as we could have then. But then since then it's dropped completely off the map and the results have been up and down since then. So let the guy, if, if this is going to be Derek Carr's last stand with the Raiders, after all he's done here, it, you know, he's tried his best, at least give him a chance to go out and show that maybe there's another, we haven't even let him do what he's done since college. What he said, he, he, you know, that's what he wanted to do the most. Plus no huddle limits, the amount of exotic looks that the that the opponents can do against us it limits the exotic blitzes and the personnel changes as well. So you want to talk about dictating? That just may be a way to do that. And that's one thing where we've never ever doubted Carr on his smarts and football IQ, man. I mean, so like you said, Jen, those motions have a lot to do with it too. I mean, still throw some motion in there with some no huddle, man. You can really expose where a defense is truly at in their sets pre snap. You know what I mean and that's one thing that he can see at times really great. And other times he makes me scratch my head, but it may be at the faster pace. It could help. I, like you said, man, like I said earlier, pull out all the stops, man. We have to win. I agree. And pull out all the stops with Derek Carr. If this is going to be the end yeah. or it could possibly be the end. Well, Versace too. Everybody's jobs are on the line right now outside of Gus Bradley's. And if his job goes away because of something else, another team is going to snatch him up. I think his job is on the line too, man. Not too many teams want to play. Out of all of those guys, he could be the most comfortable one because what he did with our defense, another team will want him. I promise you. They will. They just may not, it may not, the team may not be in the NFL because if you look at the, the single high safeties dying, like we're the last, I don't know that other teams, are going to fire their coordinator to go back to what it seems like the rest of the NFL thinks that that scheme is, is becoming the shelf life. Let's just say is, is uh, maybe expired. We'll yeah, see I don't know. if you got, if you're one of the top or the five worst defenses in the league and it's not working, I don't know. He looks like a hell of a bright spot to me to try to see if you could salvage a year or two to help your offense. I don't know. I just think out of all the guys, I mean, I think Olsen is for sure on the chopping block. More than Bradley is for sure. Oh, yeah. So I would agree with that. Bradley's the most likely. I mean, he'll get hired at a major division one. There's nothing wrong with being hired at, you know, Arkansas to be the defensive coordinator or, or something like that. I mean, he's going to get hired at, at a major. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was NFL level. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, too. I get it. Times are changing. I just don't know if teams – Look at the cover one, cover three. They're going to want to go. I don't know. 
may, yep. may be no, younger. You're than right, though, too. I mean, there's a reason the majority of them run it. So but yeah. for us to be, like you said, us to be two, we're two, three years behind the trend, but at least God's, Gus makes us, has us playing well with it. You know what I mean? Well, if you're going to run it. Here we are, a couple, couple years huh? behind the trend. Here we are, a couple years behind the trend. But if you're going to run a cover one, cover three scheme, at least we have the best guy that's ever done it doing it. You know, not not a yeah. not a clone or a crony or something. No, you know? I agree. I agree. I agree. Great question. My team makes me drink. Uh, make yeah. sure to stay with this man and send off some more questions. We'd love to feature you on a future episode. Yeah. Well, I don't guys, think I, sorry, man. Huh? I, don't, I don't think I hit up Sarah and told her thank you for her question too, man. I we talked about the blitzing and everything, but thank you, Sarah, yeah. for your question. I know we hit up GI Joe and my team makes me drink. I just don't want to leave anybody out, Sarah. Thank you for your question too. Loved it. Yeah, and everybody that we didn't get to this week, keep them coming, guys. You know how it goes by now. If it didn't make it this week, unless it was cowboy specific, there's always a chance that we can run it back uh, at, at a future date. So. Well, guys, it's time. Uh, prediction time. Raspy, who do you got? What's the score? Man, I, I was reluctant to call a win last week. I thought that we could pull it together. I, I'm still – I am not confident in this offense right now. I am confident in our defense, but I am not confident in this offense. And I, I got us losing this game 31-17. Until Carr shows me that he can pull us – out of this tailspin, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't give him my vote on this one. I was, I, I really truly thought we were going to lose last week and I was on the fence until the last second and I picked a win because it's just the homer in me and I just want us to win and I feel like we're capable of win. Do I think we can win? Yes. Do I feel like if we do the things, even a few of the things Hart and I talked about today, not that we're geniuses, I think it's just reality that we can win. But Carr is just not showing it to me right now, and I'm seeing him just, like, age terribly in a matter of a few games, and it just looks really bad. He needs to go get a haircut, tighten it up, and figure it out. But I got us losing 31-17 because I just don't see this offense breaking 20. I just don't. They haven't done it in three weeks, so prove well, me the wrong. Good, the good news is I do see the Raiders offense cracking 20. The bad news is, is that we cracked 20 in garbage time. I have. Uh, how could anybody be confident in this Raiders offense right now? I just don't know that the Cowboys on the road on Thanksgiving Day in Jerry's no. house and Jerry's world is the 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 top place for a get right spot in the in the National Football League. I think there's just a couple places that are better, uh, you know, candidate for a get right opportunity. Big D ain't it? Dallas Raiders defense tries to hold in early, but the Raiders offense is just we see the same thing. They come out inept. They don't score enough early on. Defense wears out. We've seen this movie a couple times here recently, a few too many times here. I thought Halloween was over about a month ago already. Now we're seeing the same bad horror film week after week. Cowboys win 38 to 21, 38-21 defense. The last, the mileage of the last three weeks is gonna is gonna pile up on this defense. It's not gonna be an egg. They're gonna. It's gonna be just like we've seen. Close game in the first half. Cowboys with a slim but somewhat commanding lead. 10, 10 nothing. You know, seventeen to to six, something like that. And then they and then the the wheels fall off in the second half. So thirty eight to twenty one. Raiders scoring garbage time, but just don't see it this week, guys. I wish I could say. Otherwise, I wish I could be more upbeat on a holiday weekend here, but I have to I keep it real. This is the home of the realest Raiders takes, not the not not homerism. So, yeah, I'm with you too, man. I mean, I, I like you said, it's and uh, maybe uh, our friends over there at Scream Genius do they have uh, horror based blindfolds? Because if uh, if this first half goes like I think it, like if we run it back after about the first half, I'm going to need like one of those, one of those scream genius blindfolds or night, you know, the night goggles where you can just go to bed and turn the lights out. Cause I am not interested in watching us get our asses kicked in Jerry's world. So as hard said, it's, not the best get off game or get right game, but what a game to get right if you could. So prove us wrong, man. 
go win a damn ball game and get us back in the run. And you know what? That'll change things. I mean, I, we're going to try to stay upbeat always, man, and always try to find the positives and these negatives. But we got to get it figured out, man. But like you said, we're going to give you the real. But, Nation, thank you for listening. As always, man, we love y'all. Without you guys, there is no show. So appreciate all the backup. Sard always says, man, hit us up on every platform, man. We're there. We're always listening. Love the questions, guys. Thank you for hitting us up with those and keeping me on my toes and hard on his as well. But uh, have a happy Thanksgiving to all y'all, man. Again, nothing but love to you and your families. Enjoy the time. Watch some football. And, man, how cool it would be to eat some pumpkin pie and watch the Raiders win a damn football game. So, we'll find out come tomorrow. Y'all take yeah, it have, easy, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll have to talk to – I know the owner of Scream Genius. Maybe they, we can come up with some sort of a, <laughs> a promotion there or some sort of a uh, sponsorship because we may need those those blindfolds if this keeps up. Guys, uh, as, as Raspi just said, I want to express – our uh, best wishes for Thanksgiving to everybody out there in Raider nation and really everybody, but especially Raider nation, you're the ones listening and supporting this show. We appreciate it as you guys carry us through, you know, we're nearing the second half, the last third of another season here. We're continuing to grow and all of that is only made possible because of all of you guys. So enjoy friends, enjoy your family this uh, holiday weekend. Um, Make sure to enjoy that turkey. Don't eat too much unless you really want to. Be safe out there above all else, guys. we got to make sure to keep that uh, in mind here. And um, and above all else, guys, Thanksgiving, but make sure to, to always keep in mind, just got to win, baby. <laughs>